Welcome back to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Aiden Driscoll. And I'm Olivia O'Neill. And today, we are joined by a brand new friend. Rayani Jackson. Ray is going to talk to us a little bit about his life story and how he developed his love for music. We're going to touch on some of my favorite topics, such as C.S. Lewis, Sweeney Todd, and what is beauty. We had such a great time talking with Ray and had so much fun talking about the things that are most important to us. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. All right, cool. <laughs> welcome to the show, champ. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Do you prefer Rayani or Ray? No, Ray is good. Okay. Um, I nobody really remembers Rayani, okay. so <laughs> so Ray is just this great. Ray's cool. Yeah. I have my youngest brother's name is Taliesin, and so which is a Welsh name, um, and no one remembers that. So he he has had so many nicknames over the years to try and get people to remember, and he'll just introduce himself as something totally different, and it's a flip of the coin for him. But, uh, yeah, that's all. You call so, him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we call them so many different names. We can go through the, the entire history at some point with him. So funny. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. We Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. I'm glad that y'all invited me on. Yeah. I don't think y'all know what y'all got into inviting me on here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the one time uh, we met at the show a while back, and then you and I talked real briefly. Well, not briefly. It was like an hour or something. It was cool. But, uh, yeah, it was like a 20-minute conversation about the logistics, and then another 40 minutes just chatting with each other. And I thought, yeah, this makes sense. We should have him on the show. He's a fun guy to talk to. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. So can you just start out, we normally have our guests just introduce themselves, if you just want to kind of give us a brief background, whether that's, you know, two minutes or nine minutes, however long you want to do, how did you get started, how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, 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 so I I have to go back to the early days, right? Um, I have a twin sister, and our whole story is like kind of a, a miraculous happening, so my mom and dad had us when they were in their later 30s. Mm-hmm. And we, how can I say this? weren't meant weren't meant to be, right? It was a surprise. Mm-hmm. And so we were born on Christmas. Mm-hmm. However, we were supposed to be born. I think I want to say in March. So we oh, were wow. three months premature, right? Oh, wow. And my sister, check this out, was one pound. I think eight ounces. Oh wow. And I'm like maybe a little bit over two. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't supposed to survive. Mm-hmm. So at a young age, we had the newspaper. I think it was the Cleveland Plain Dealer. They wrote mm-hmm. about us like the the uh, a, a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it started. So that, <laughs> that's how it miracle. started. And um, I, I love my sister. We grew up um, with three other brothers and sisters older mm-hmm. than us. Um, my mom and dad were always in the picture. So you know that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a yeah. blessing. Good. Uh, my dad, my earliest memories of him is just hearing him sing. Mm, He's singing mm-hmm. with like like gospel quartets and everything. Before that, he was in he was in rock bands. Mm-hmm. So when we were born, I guess you know it's it's something when you have kids, and especially I believe when you have kids and you had that kind of event happen in life where they almost right. don't make it. Right. Yeah. So he's like. Man, I almost cried when I read the uh, article because I still have it. My mm-hmm. mom is like, a, she saves everything. Right, right. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what to call it, nostalgia or just Something like that. collection. She right. likes to yeah. collect precious memories. Right. So, I, man, it's, I'm so glad. I thank the Lord that it's, I, I was able to save this newspaper because mm-hmm. I have it in my closet now. And we've been in our house for seven years. So we, this newspaper has been with me since college days, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I've had it and I read it like maybe last year. And my dad, I never heard him talk like this, but he was like, you know, in the newspaper said, Mr. Jackson says, when I had those those twins, I had a lot to think about, like how I was, you know, just just singing. Right. I changed it. He changed his, like I changed my ways and I wanted to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. And so he started just singing in, in right. gospel quartets. Like oh, it was cool. less time on the, not on the road, but in different clubs sure. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, just hearing him sing, um, going to the concerts really put a love for music in me. Mm-hmm. And from the earliest days I can remember, videotapes of me singing. Like, it's mm-hmm. this um, guy that my dad used to sing in a group called the um, Golden Echoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's a name. I think back, like, man, these names was something. The Golden yeah. Echo. Like, like, your echo is golden, man. It, yeah. It's worth something. Yeah. And so the leader was Peg Scott. He was always an older, older guy, maybe 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, and I used to try to imitate him, like singing songs that he would sing. <laughs> and so they had me on camera, like with the handkerchief, 
I don't know if y'all know, but back in the, back in that day, the gospel scene had the handkerchiefs wiping sweat off of and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then put it back in a little pocket. So I had a handkerchief and I'm singing. Wearing my daddy's shoes. Like you see this little three-year-old with these big size, maybe 11, 12 shoe. And it's so crazy. So I remember music was in my life ever since I can remember. And my dad, he just kind of developed that in me. And we had a group. My dad formed a group with me and my twin sister called the Johnny Singers, because my dad's Johnny, mm-hmm. Johnny Ray. Cool. Hence, you get the name Rayani oh. from Johnny Ray, right? Oh, okay. So he was a creative guy, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, man, I just, just thinking back on it, it was beautiful, man, because he he helped me to to like develop a passion for singing. And not only singing, but just, I want I say performing, but now I kind of shy away from that because sure. I don't... The heart of it for me, as 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 a Christian artist, you know, what I'm saying I I know I I want to connect with people, yeah. And a lot of times yeah. it's just being yourself and mm-hmm. and taking control of the stage. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm not saying there's nothing and enjoying yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I just if I'll just say performing. He gave me a love for performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my early days, and then it turned into where I just all kind of different genres came mm-hmm. into my life. Mm-hmm. Like I started going to church um, at 13. We we didn't go to church before thirteen. My dad just sang in gospel chords. Mm. <laughs> That's right. So, so like fun. church was like what, what church? What is church? So we started going right. at thirteen, and I met different friends, mm-hmm. and I started singing in the uh, male choir. My dad was a director, and so I'm, I'm, that's when I just got my kind of got it down of who who I am as a as a singer, performer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I started uh, singing with some friends in a group, and we did like we started doing R and B. So oh, listen cool. to like boys to men, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of different genres. And later on, country music came into the picture because my, my mom uh-huh. and dad, they yeah. they like country music. So we started listening to that. And I just got a love for R&B, country and gospel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start really writing my own stuff until like 18. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to college, of course, took up communications because I... As y'all can probably tell. I mean, I'm I'm really shy. I, I'll tell you, I'm really shy. That's why I had to go to school for communication. Yes, yes. I promise you, I don't talk this much. I just know I'm expected to. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, talk now. But usually, I'm I try to just ask questions and and hear other people and uh, mm-hmm. just li- listen to their life story because I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna say something crazy and people are gonna think I'm just a weirdo. And so, yeah. and so I hope I'm not just blabbing. I hope this story no. is making sense. No, yeah, this is making okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I go to college. I uh, take up communications, recording industry, um, and I don't know. I my teacher, Doctor William Ashbourne, it's my guy, man. He was he was so inspirational, so motivational. He's from New York, so he was he's no nonsense, mm-hmm. hardcore. You know, like you guys are gonna, you know, you gotta get your stuff together. You know, I can't do a New York accent, but he was, he was like, you know, what I'm saying right. you, you got to be serious about this, you know, and and uh, he taught us about like music as far as the industry of music right and he's like you, you y'all need to you know learn as much as you can and and dedicate yourself to to getting into the industry any way you can and right. just and working you know working hard um to be able to kind of forge your path and, right. and make a career in music so he gave me a idea and an interest in songwriting performing rights and publishing and so when I was in school, I just kind of developed, okay, not only can I, you know, I like artistry, mm-hmm. but I like communication because I like speak, uh, public speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, motivating people through the use of language right. and communication, right. but also learn about music industry. So we moved to, me and my wife and my um, firstborn son, Kamari, we moved to Nashville in 2010 and I interned for Universal Music Publishing and CSEC. It was really fun. Really cool. I always mm-hmm. wanted to live in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the Lord had different plans for me. So it's like I didn't get a job in the industry after I got done interning, uh-huh. yeah. and I had different jobs along the way. Mm-hmm. And I believe I had to really grow, man, just mature, sure, um, and find find who I am as a husband, mm-hmm. as a father, as a follower of Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. And so. I guess that's where that's where yeah, I am now. That's, where you are. that's my story. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking last time, you were talk, kind of said that that like God had different plans, and you're kind of had to figure out how to follow that and all that. Yes. But you were kind of saying like just now he's kind of starting to loop you back into what you, what your initial goals were, but yes. he had you know 
a yes. couple things you had to get worked out before then. Yes, um, but that was really cool. I mean, we were just talking before you started about your new job you just started, and then yep. you're also part of the house show tour that we have this fall. Um, Excited so, about I mean, it. Yeah, man. and this is, I feel like, I mean, we've said before when we went, I don't know if we said it on the podcast, but when we uh, met you that night, and we also met Wheelie East and Harmon and Jenna and Lindsay, um, this isn't like a crate. I'm not saying this is like a, God brought us there or whatever, but it was just cool to see. I mean, I think he did <laughs> because <laughs> right, you know, right. I think but in that yeah. in that era right. of our lives, I think we were. I don't know. Anyway, that's a longer discussion we can get into. <laughs> but uh, it's not like it was this heavenly vision or necessarily. Right. But it was just like looking around the room and seeing all the people we met and realizing like these people are all kind of doing music for the same reason as us and yeah. as each other. And that's like. And it was cool because we were at the time like working jobs that we didn't. Really, yeah. really like we were mm-hmm. playing open mics here and there but it was a little discouraging yeah. like we were like we're doing all right but <laughs> it wasn't the ideal situation and we just did the open mic and it was like later at night and right. we we're like okay we'll do this and then we met everyone and it's like we were so like in- right. inspired for the rest of the right. week on the way right. home i remember because it was so. like we, it was like a 20 minute set which isn't that big of a deal right, but i remember right. like getting through the second song and I'm, i don't know if you had this but i remember looking at you and being like we're kind of crushing this, <laughs> this is and i fun. feel like they're having a good time let's just have fun and then yeah afterwards we talked to like everyone in the room and i don't want to like tutor. i mean there's like 12 people in the room it's not like a huge <laughs> venue so it's not like we were Thousands people were lining up for for hours and hours but uh yeah yeah like Liz said we just left feeling like we met yeah. and then because that was the house show idea has been something we've been batting around for a while yeah and yeah we left that night and kind of after talking to all the different people and kind of then reaching out on instagram or whatever and just kind of being like I think and just listening to these are meeting them and then listening to their music and yeah. everyone's like there's similarities and there's like oh these this person's yeah. like this and this right. person's doing this mm-hmm. it makes you like okay there are people out there you know right. pursuing these goals and right yeah it's good to keep yeah, and, and I was yeah. just talking to a friend today about, you know, we've been down here for a little over a year now, um, and when we first came down to visit, one of the first places we visited was, like, Broadway, downtown, which oh, is, yeah. it's it's just a very specific scene. It's just <laughs> very... visited Nashville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think we were walking down there thinking, like, how does our chill ukulele singer-songwriter <laughs> stuff fit in this city? I don't understand. Um, but I think we still, I mean, we had a couple friends down here and then we talked to them and they were like, no, there are places that would, you know, love your sound that would have you out all the time. Sure, um, yeah. which we found, but I think that's something I was talking to a friend about, like the, it's kind of a maybe contradictory term, but like the mainstream independent scene, yeah. the like startup entry level jobs, so-called, yeah. um, entry level gigs just aren't really our scene, just don't fit our sound. <laughs> um, so I think it was, it, like Liv was saying, it was kind of discouraging at first because you did have to work a little extra hard to find kind of the scene behind that scene. But mm. now I feel like we're kind of breaking into that and meeting more people, That's meeting so you awesome. guys. And um, yeah, it's super, super cool where we're at now. And I'm super, super excited for... Yes, man. Yeah. Let's go. That's so fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have... We, can, we have a bunch of like specifics that we can get into of just kind of like getting to know each other better yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we also have like some more big picture questions that don't necessarily have answers we're going to nail down within <laughs> a couple minutes. Um, I love it. We just man. love asking everyone. Right. We have, few, it, yeah. we have a few go-tos where it's just, it's just fun to hypothesize with each it other. Is. Things where it's like, these Yo, are that's mysteries. My, that's my favorite. Yeah. I, I can stay in that for hours. I'm a nerd like that. So, <laughs> so let's start with one of those then okay. and then see how much time we have <laughs> once we're done with that um this is a kind of a, a, a show favorite um but in in your words what is beauty wow man <laughs> come on this is a question Liv asked me not thinking much of it and then <laughs> I, I was like i cannot let this go and i've been thinking about it for almost a year oh now. my god that's so cool because that it, word is it can be so abstract man mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's so like relative um you know what i'm gonna I'm going to take this out of my mind now because I always want to sound smarter than I am. <laughs> no, for real. Like, That's I, why we get along so well. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. You know how you look at people and um, you admire them? Yeah. And they they sound, and they, they are smart. But yeah. You just want to be like them. But I'm, be you, Ray, be you. So, right. beauty. <laughs> so beauty, oh my goodness. I think it's, I, I'd say two things. One is going to be my actual just off the cuff answer. Okay. And two, I'm going to try to think about <laughs> sure, philosophy. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just think beauty is um, something that draws you in, something that attracts you, hmm. attracts you and uh, holds your attention. Hmm. Yeah. It can be anything, um, a person, a subject, 
a sunset, mm-hmm. a thing, anything that just draws something in you and you something you can't explain it. Like, man, it's mm-hmm. just it's beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would think what did you what do you think about that? I, I think that makes sense. I, I would I'm gonna immediately play devil's advocate Come on, and, and say let's do it. you know, um there are things that draw people in. Let's just go like an obvious, you know, alcohol can draw people in, but not necessarily be a good thing for you to stay in for extended periods of time. Right. So I, I just initially when we were talking about it, I think I thought something very, very similar to what you're saying. I think it's something that specifically God deems worthy of your time, which then therefore, like you said, draws you in and maintains your focus when it's done effectively. Yeah. So, but I don't want to steal a spotlight from you. Keep going. Bro, this is good. I love that. I love Mm -hmm. it. So my second answer would be, I want to say beauty in, and you, you touched it, man. You touched on it. Thanks. When, when God created like the, in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, God created, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, Every single time God creates something in in Genesis, we hear mm-hmm. it is good, right? It right. was yeah. good, right. mm-hmm. um, and so I do think in our, especially in our culture, um, in, in a lot of it's a lot of subcultures, but I'm talking about in our general American culture, mm-hmm. we uh, beauty is is a it's limited. It's kind of sure. extracted from. All of this to put this standard on it, sure. Yeah. And so many people are trying to live up to which, yeah. Like you know, and it's usually physical beauty and stuff right, like that, right? But I, I do believe that God created beauty, and whatever He created that was good. I think that good can also be seen as as beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. What God says is good, we could say it has beauty to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but. I, but then we got the how things can be corrupted, right? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything we like find that people misuse, it's a corruption of how God made right. the beauty of the universe. Well, I think that's a distinction you made just a minute ago about the love of performance. I think you had hesitance because performance can be wow. arrogant and become self conceited, right? Yes. So you wanted to make the distinction to say because that is a way to corrupt. Yeah. That the what you're trying to tap into, which is that connecting with people and engaging with others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. Yeah, Dude, yeah. So, but you just in connecting. So, look, beautiful. It, it can be physical, mm-hmm. but you know, God, God calls beautiful what sometimes we might yeah. call ugly. <laughs> and, you know, in Isaiah it says. It was, it's talking about the Messiah. He's yeah. talking about the Messiah. He's like, saying, talking about the Messiah, whatever, no big deal. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not mean, I don't, I'm like, I don't mean to be so ignorant. Like, talking about the Messiah. Just offhandedly bringing the Savior. Right. Whatever. I'm going to bring in the Savior, the Messiah. But it's, you know what it says? It's, right. He's not, I don't, I'm going to misquote this, but it's, please forgive me. Okay, <laughs> yes. It's not much to behold. Um, mm-hmm. He had no form of beauty right. or appearance that we would want Yes. Him, yes. Uh, talking about Israel, would want him, right? And so, man, you know, and, and Paul talks about what, what the wisdom of the world is, is, is you know, the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of the world. So, I think beauty mm-hmm. in God's eyes mm-hmm. is, is is what He would call good. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And He makes that which is imperfect and like maybe not beautiful to everybody else beautiful. sure yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's his standard it, whatever god deems as beautiful and good is beautiful and good so i'm sorry I'm, I'm, no that's good that's great. connection you said yeah. connection so mm-hmm. i think the most beautiful thing and this is just my opinion but god's sight <laughs> the most beautiful thing is that connection a human connection mm-hmm. because god made that yeah and yeah. redemption salvation is all about connection with God right. and restoration of our connection with each other. Sure. So that's sure. the most beautiful thing. Yeah. That connection yeah. of human life. Yeah. So it's not God. even seen because what, you know, the world has been corrupted yeah. because of sin. So is anything, I don't know. I almost wonder if anything on earth, like tangible things are beautiful. Any visual things are, are wow. wholly beautiful. You mean? Yeah. That just came to my head yeah. as you were talking yeah. about and it. I, think I don't know to if an I, extent. Yes. I, I think everything Everything at the very least has the capacity Come for on. corruption and sin, right? right? Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I mean, that's the, the one of the most famous verses that anyone will say, oh, God so loved the world. He you know, loved the world. It was this connection. He longed for that connection. He longed for unity with us. And, I th- and because we are made in his image, we also need unity with each other. So yeah, I do think that that is the, the most, the most desire, well, 
I have slight hesitancy, but I feel pretty confident saying, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel pretty confident saying, I think the deepest desire in God's heart is connection and unity. What we were just talking about, right? So him with each other, him with us, us with each other, us with him. Um, So I think then, yeah. And I think if we're going with this made up definition that we're making up right now, (laughs) and God, beauty is anything God deems worthy. The most beautiful thing is connection. Oh, okay. We're getting to this. We're getting to this. After like a year of discussing this. Because we've talked it. a lot about like, is it objective? Is right. it subjective right. to like each person's lens of what it's, is beautiful? But well, you kind of were talking about the like, or what did you say? Something he. Well, I, well, I was just saying something. No. Uh, I, anyway, went out of my head. That's Sorry. <laughs> well, but uh, but uh, that is something that we've talked about because yeah, we had a friend on back in the February or something I think, and she was talking about how beauty. Okay, well, I think, and I agree with this to an extent, but you know how she was saying she loves the beach. She loves going to the beach and seeing, you know, three weeks later, there's sand in her car. She loves mm-hmm. that. That made her remember, like, oh, the sand. Remember when we went to the, to the beach a couple weeks ago? Yes. Some people, that's the most annoying thing ever, and they hate <laughs> that. Some people say, I want to go hiking in the mountains for a week. Some people hate that. Some people say, that's I want to go skydiving. Some people hate that, right? So there's all these different things that I think yeah. are, are good, and I think you can derive great beauty from yeah. that don't necessarily speak to everyone. And I think that's kind of what you were saying. I think in this same way, one of our friends from church bring this up a lot about how we're the body of Christ, but you know, even the nose hair serves a function. So you kind of, you're not an entire hand. You're, you're maybe part of a fingernail or maybe you're a nose hair or maybe, you know, you're uh, the uh, enamel on a tooth or something, you know, and not to like, but, uh, but I think that that's important to remember that we all serve different functions. We all have different convictions. We're all called to different things. Um, and within that, you'll find people who have similar paths and you should, you know, team up Mm. with them and work with each other and all that. But I think in the same way, God will speak to you differently. God will reveal himself differently. God will show beauty in different ways. So Mm -hmm. I do think that we can say to an extent, the beach is inherently beautiful and skydiving is inherently beautiful Mm. and hiking is inherently beautiful, but maybe not to every single person, right. you know? Man, that's so good. Thanks, I do my best. And like you said, got it. No, I love yeah. it. God has different means to show mm-hmm. that beauty to a person. I guess how they how they would see it. Um, you think about Paul, like, you know, he got... I don't know if he's on a horse or not. Why do people always say a horse, you know? Because <laughs> I don't know if it says that, actually. Sure, but, yeah. But, but the, way, uh, the way Jesus caught him, like, yeah. that was like... Miraculous. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, like it fell up, like, fell down, and was yeah. blinded up, man. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, yeah, sending people to jail, and, and mm-hmm. Jesus calling, but he called the disciples, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, just follow me. Yeah, you know, get off that boat. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm gonna teach you how to fish for men. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And it's like these different it, the women at the well. You know, mm-hmm. you, been, you had five husbands. <laughs> you know, so, and the one you went, not your husband. Uh-huh. And so she's like, "Oh wow, it's beautiful, right. Jesus." Right. And so I, hmm. like you said, it's um, it's it can be inherent beauty. But everybody doesn't see that. That's not what God uses to right. like open their eyes, and that's not what they see as beautiful. Right, right. So God's yeah. whole He uses all His creation and so many things: stories, books, mm-hmm. fiction, nonfiction, songs. Right, right. He uses all of those things yeah. to connect yeah. with somebody. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that to like use kind of where we are, our story as an example is is. The night we met you guys, I think God was revealing himself in a much more subtle way of just kind of like show up, play your set, and be open to talking to people. And we did that, and I think we've met, taught, met a lot of great people, and now here we are doing a bunch of shows with them. Super exciting. Um, I'm just gonna and in the grand scheme the of things, thing. it's like a small... Right. It's, it's a couple of weeks. But that is also something, in the grand scheme of things, we're hoping to build it up and continue yeah. to grow it and all that. Yeah. But also, I mean, I guess maybe a slightly larger one where I think he was speaking a bit more... Uh, not necessarily loudly, because that means that might suggest he was like passive aggressively whispering earlier, <laughs> which I don't think is the case. But uh, I think a way, you know, when moving down to Nashville, where mm-hmm. your mom introduced the idea to you, and, and I don't want to speak for you, but you, you know. It was kind of a random thing. Right. And you don't yeah. typically take those giant ideas, and, mm-hmm. and they normally strike up a little bit of like anxiety within you, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I think mm-hmm. the fact that you came to me and you were so like at peace with this idea mm-hmm. sp- spoke to me to be like, live as. 
I'm going to throw you under the bus for a minute. <laughs> if you say, hey, Liv, we should see a movie sometime, you'll say, sure, yeah, maybe next week or the week after that or later on in the year or at some point within <laughs> our lives, right? But the fact that she came back from a, from a vacation in Florida and was like, hey, we should move to Nashville. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a bit more serious. Uh, right. This is something that I think you thought about that we're entertaining, mm-hmm. um, where God was speaking to us much more drastically and mm-hmm. being like, this is a big drastic change that will happen in your life different than go up and play this 20 minute set at the well right. this one night mm-hmm. wow. um yeah that's that that's a good con, con-, con- contrast right yeah mm-hmm. yeah contrast. but it shows you how man the lord can work in these what we call little moments or right. big life altering yeah. Uh, yeah. decisions yeah man, that's yeah. so cool yeah matter of fact at the time at the well i i hadn't done um open mic night for so long mm-hmm and I was like, man, I just want to get out there and, mm-hmm. uh, and do a couple of my songs for yeah. the EP. And I don't know. I mean, I'm glad. I'm so glad I did that because, I, like I said, I don't usually do a lot of shows. And I make excuses for why. Right, right. But that night, we just, and, and then Trees came with me. So mm-hmm. y'all are awesome. Y'all were Thank so, you. yes, I love <laughs> it. fun. <laughs> just that it. uniqueness of you all's just who you are as, as artists. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That's why we brought you onto the show. So <laughs> we're wrapping up now. He complimented us. <laughs> we're good to go. No, I can't. We're getting back to it. Oh, well, that was fun. Man, I love that these tangents. Good. These are the kinds of things that um, I love. Uh, I mean, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Um, well, I just have a lot of people and Sometimes Liv's not always in the mood for things like this, but sometimes yeah. I, I like bring up these things and I'm like, I just want to talk about this. <laughs> when I hypothesize, I have, I'm a very external processor. I don't yeah. think things through and then say them. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out by talking about it to wow. someone. And like, he, I'm going to say it. And if you go, what? I'm going to go, maybe that's a bad idea. Hang on. <laughs> let me backtrack. But, uh, so it's, it's, it's nice to like, that's right good. off the bat, we're jumping into yeah. it and we're, yeah. we're talking about all the big stuff. So do you, you Rock never on. get nervous? About what? Talking? Like, we're just saying something that somebody might be like, judge you. Uh, you know. uh, yeah. I don't know about nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about nervous. I think I do sometimes, depending on the context, you know, okay. I'll be like, this will just start a 45 minute conversation that's going to go a completely different direction than we are right now. So I'll go like, well, I don't know if everyone's on board with that. Right. Sometimes there will. Um, right. But, you know, I think that, I mean, we were talking with a friend, um, podcast or two ago, um, and we're just talking about, well, I don't know if it was actually, it was at the conversation afterwards. Anyway, um, how she, she went to school in, 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 at Berkeley in Boston, um, which is a very like liberal school. It's a very, you know, non-traditional, not a Christian school. A yeah. lot of our friends went yeah. to like good Christian schools and all that, <laughs> which I mean, like if it works out for you, it works out for you. Um, <laughs> I think if you stay within the world of evangelical Christians for too long, the rest of the world will be too much of a shock for you. You'll never venture mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So I think that was something that I, I'm glad that I was, I don't want to say like exposed to the world because that makes my parent makes it sound like my parents like just threw me into an alley and were like, figure it right. out. Um, right. But uh, we were just talking to our friend and she was talking about, you know, these different connections she's made and, you know, with other Christians, with non-Christians and able to talk to all these different people and just go back to your question about like being afraid or nervous to, to feel judged. I think we were just talking about how that is something that you're, I think, uh, hmm, should I make this big statement? I'll try it. Know. We can, we'll what cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think Christians, the, the things that people say, the, the, the people that judge those things most are other Christians and not the non-Christians. Wow. I think if you say yeah. something and yeah. then go to, to a non-Christian and go, well, wait a second, I'm not sure if that makes total sense, and you back up and you redefine it, and then, mm. you know, I think to me, if I were a non-Christian, that to me would show like, oh, you're figuring this out too. So it's because I think it's a thing mm. that turns so many people off. So many people who grow up in the church oh, and leave, they leave because they're like, they think they got it all figured out and they wow. don't. And that's true we don't have it all figured out right we have great sources we have great (laughs) sources of of where to start but the actual like how your life plays out is different and it's dependent on you and god right so um we were just talking about how you know she's like asked these questions to different spiritual leaders or, or or expresses not even doubts, but just like, hey, what's the story with this? How does that work out? And the, the, the response a lot of the time, and I don't think this is necessarily, I don't speak for her too much, but um, the response sometimes is like, you know, you need to pray about it, check your heart or whatever. And she's like, that's why I have this question. It's because I was praying about it because I checked my heart. So 
why aren't we talking about this more? I feel like this is something that God gave to me to try and figure out and find the truth of. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's something when you shut it down. So that's, I'm, this is a bigger thing that sprung off <laughs> one tiny question good. you asked. Yeah, I love it. Um, those questions, especially within the church, we need to hear out mm. and, and talk to each other. And I, I think, yes, point to scripture, point to point to things we know are true. But I think, when it's done in a way of an open and shut case, boom, conversation's over. Right. I think even if I even if I have it figured out, even if I have an answer, even if I believe what you know, what is beauty, I have a decent definition in my head where I'm like, I'm pretty satisfied with that answer. Yeah. I still want to hear other people's thoughts. Maybe. And that helps me. And our conversation just now helped me go like, wow, that broadened what I think beauty is. And I think it's really, really great. I, I think see. that's something again, like you were saying in our culture, it's just we we have such a narrow definition of so many things in life. And I think as a Christian, I think so much of what God calls me to do at least mm. is broaden that over and over and over again wow. of like, see more, understand more. There's more out there than just what's in your yard right now. Yeah, and, yeah. um, I don't know if I had a final point with this. <laughs> <laughs> you got me riled up, right? <laughs> no, this is, man, it's so good, bro. Yeah. You bring up a great point. Um, and I, I guess I, of course, I, I don't know, of course, but for me, my experience, I was so zealous that's a christian word let me i was so over the <laughs> yeah. top i was sure so, sure yeah yeah with man i know you know i know this truth mm-hmm. and then i have it figured out like when i first sure uh, came to know jesus in, sure in that way in a yeah. Spiritual. Yeah. um i'm like oh i gotta all figured out but now and just after like 13 years almost of of just being a christian um mm-hmm. man i i know that i have less figured out than i thought mm. And so what you're saying is so good. Like people have these questions and man, they just want you to, they want to know that you're not thinking that you, you got it all figured out or just shut them down. Like, this is it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Like, no, let me hear you too. Because yeah, this is right now. This is it for me. Right. But I, it took me a while to come to this point, to get to this point. I learned yeah. that before I was just like this. And then that was new information for me. And then yeah. I had to figure this out in my head yeah. and now I'm here. Right. But maybe you, have not had right. that process. And right. I can help lead you to this. So, yeah. Which you, you said it was so yeah. good. <laughs> and you don't want to like microwave heat someone's process, someone's journey to reaching the answer, right? You don't want to just be like, oh, boom, Lord. I'm going to take you up and bring you over here, right? Yeah. Um, yes. And this actually ties in with something me and Liv were talking about just a bit ago. Um, I'd be interested in what you hear your thoughts are on it. It's a quote. Give me one second. So, um, oh, shoot, you said something that made me go... Um, I don't remember. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> this is the quote. I'll just read that, and I'll see if the thought comes back. Um, this is from Father Mike Schmitz. He's a Catholic priest. And he said, uh, if you experience dryness in prayer or a time when you come to church and feel like you didn't get anything out of it, that's a good day. That's a day where you can choose to love God for his sake and not for what he can do for you. And I think that's, wow. oh, it came back to my brain halfway through reading it, and then it left <laughs> again. Um what were you saying just a minute ago? Oh, oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I think like what he said, you know, it's an opportunity for you to choose God, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to go, it's not, it's not about, I mean, well, there's several things I can say about that, but um, <laughs> about like, well, what has he already done for you? Well, he gave his son to die for you. So, I mean, I think the, the scales are slightly tipped in his favor <laughs> right. if we're going to get really petty and nitpicky about it. But, uh, mm. I think like you were saying that opportunity to hear each other out and to talk about things yeah. is, is so important and so valuable. Um, and I think of like C.S. Lewis, you know, obviously he's a classic. Yeah. We all love C.S. Yeah. Lewis. Right. Yes. Um, yes. but I think he's such a prolific writer because he was not a Christian for so much of his life, Great which point. I think hmm. he understands the other side. He understands his arguing points from however many years ago when he was wow. arguing against Christians or whatever. Um, which I think is really important. And I think that's something I like to an extent with him. And, you know, when when it's not going to be harmful to me or whatever. I don't want to say that. That's kind of <laughs> overly dramatic or whatever. But uh, I like hearing atheist arguments. People yeah. who, who yeah. especially those who grew up in the church and then left. Yeah. I think hearing their experiences. Because then it's, for I think, very like technically it's notes for us to be like, cool. Those are things True. to consider. They, they thought we came off as judgmental, obnoxious, yes. self-righteous jerks. And they think, yeah, a lot of us are that way. I'm that way a lot. So Me let's too, all of us, can we mm. take that to heart? Work against that. Mm. Be, be all the other things. Be actually the majority of the things Jesus calls us to be is, is all of not those. Right. Um, 
Uh, I don't, again, don't have like necessarily a larger <laughs> point, but I, I just think that that's something a, a, like, like Mike Schmidt says, when, when you don't get something out of church, that's an opportunity for you to go directly to God and, and mm. say like, okay, I'm, I, whatever it may be, I'm didn't get anything out of this today or whatever it may be. Right. right. Um, but I still want to be here. I still want to be loyal to you. I still want you to be my God. Yes. And I'm still going to follow you. Or um, you have a question or a doubt or an argument or you're beginning to have, you know, yeah. try to oppose the Christian faith or whatever it is. That's an opportunity to hear people out and to actually deconstruct the process, our thought process. And I think it's a thing where it's, you know, I hear some people go through the process of spiritual deconstruction and get to the end and they're like, well, it's all, it's all made up. It's all lies. I'm going to leave. Some people get to the end of spiritual deconstruction and go, this makes way more sense. And it's so much clearer now because I've actually like experienced God through the process of figuring it out. He's answered my questions. He's led me to the right things. Um, And I think it's something that like, I've been talking for a while. Welcome to the no. show. <laughs> you want to come on the show I'm, and introduce I'm, yourself, I'm, but it's actually I'm just... I'm <laughs> enjoying it, bro. Believe me, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I, I um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a maybe a slightly different direction, but I think that's something that that I'm kind of... I don't want to say like I'm in the middle of spiritual construction because I don't think that's what's going on. Right, I think right. it's just like I'm getting to a point where things that I've just accepted... I don't want to say accepted blindly because that makes it sound like I'm being brainwashed. Right. That's not the case. Right. Um, it's part of growing up is like right. redefining certain right. things. As it's you like, know. yeah, you get to a certain point and you realize your parents aren't these just ever present no. beings that have everything figured out. You get to a point, you know, and I think I don't want to, I love my parents, mom, papa, I love you. You're amazing <laughs> people and you know how much I love you. But I, I, not that I learned from an early age, but they were just so themselves all the time. They showed their flaws. Yeah. They, they, they wore their hearts on their sleeves. You know, they, wow, they, I knew like, this is what makes my mom upset. Mm. So I'm going to avoid that. And this is how I can help my mom feel better or whatever <laughs> it may be. Um, and I think that's just really, really important. And so I think, yeah, like you said, Liv, it's, it's a point in your life and it's different for everyone and the answer is different for everyone. But I think I'm at a point in my life where it is just all these things I've kind of just accepted I still want to believe it's true, but like, why do I believe that? Wow. Let's let's go deeper into understanding that. Yes. Anyway. No, yes. it's so it's so good, man. And, and you mentioned C.S. Lewis. I like how you said because he's been there, like he's been. Yeah. And, and maybe a lot of um, Christians haven't because a lot of people have gotten um, come to know Christ at a young young age and they can't remember anything. But sure. But being uh, a Christian, but I also think that for people like, well, not even like me because I. My testimony is way is, is different, but a lot of people who have been in, let's say, in that stage of life, where sure. they weren't mm-hmm. Christians, sure, yeah, and then they become Christians. I, with C.S. Lewis, he never forgot, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe he's even was even a, a non-Christian longer than he was a yeah. Christian at some points in his mm-hmm. writing and his thinking, right? So I think that a lot of people can say, "What am I forgetting?" Yeah, about yeah. how I came mm-hmm. to this point. Mm-hmm. What happened? What was I reading? Yeah. What people were in my life. That's mm-hmm. important to know. And and I think people go through that in different ways too, where, you know, you have a point in your life where you don't understand empathy and compassion for others and you can come, you know, and you're five years old. So it's more understandable <laughs> that like he can be selfish. He can be controlling, whatever it may be. And then you maybe get to a point where you go like, I'm going to, I'm growing up now. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm becoming an adult, but then you can still revert back to those ways. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a thing that I'm trying to be aware. And also the good things of childhood, right? Of like, remember when you were yeah. a kid, and you didn't care. <laughs> and it was, just, I mean, That's not, good. not, in the, not in like the depressing no, way, in the way of like, it doesn't, the weight of the world isn't there right now. You're right. able to enjoy beauty. You're able to enjoy oh, people. You're able to enjoy things. I mean, we're called things. to be like children. Right. And we've talked yeah, about that exactly. before of like, what does that mean? And I think that's part of it. It's almost like, a certain blindness to right. things and yeah. you're going to grow up and feel right. the weight, but it's like being able to remember how to, right. how to process things and like, right. yeah, remember the worldly things are yeah. the most important. Yeah. Yes, and yes. what you're saying is, you know, Lewis, I think remembered his life before Jesus yep. and is able yep. to carry that over and go, that's, those are still points that, you know, not necessarily those arguments are still true that I was right, making, but right. things where it's like my experience speaking for Lewis, it can speak to Christians to be like, this is what a lot of, I mean, I think it's a lot of his writing is very much like Christians. This is what the world thinks of you. Can we get our act together? Can we be better at what we're doing? Can we preach better? Um, And I think like you were saying, Liv, about, you know, yeah, we we are. Yeah. Do you guys ever have worries of like, 
so through your life, you're obviously going to change and like grow. So as musicians, as we're put, putting out songs, and like I think you write songs where it's very much about like what you believe and like right. your truth mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't have this too much anymore, but I used to kind of be like, I'm a little bit scared to put out a strong opinion oh, because like, yeah. what if I decide that that isn't, yeah, what yeah. if I'm wrong or what if yeah. I change my, the aspect? Yeah. But I think now I've kind of realized of like, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I like seeing like the Avett brothers is, uh, I don't know if you know them. They're like a folk duo. They're brothers. Yeah. And, um, well, they're, it's two front men, but they have like a whole band. Yeah. Okay. They started yeah, 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 yeah. out, yeah. but they've like, how many years have they been releasing? Uh, 2001, I think was their first album. So, like, so yeah, 20 years. So many. Uh, and I'm sure they have stuff on there that's like, whoa, I wouldn't have... Either it doesn't, yeah. they don't sound good or they don't well, like it. But I think that's like... You can see the process and like the evolution of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually really important. Yeah. Mm, so, or, I don't know. Point. Wild good Child, point. another band that we like, talk about, you know, their first album was after they'd both gone through a really big breakup. It's another duo. Mm. Um, and so the album's about breaking up with someone. Yeah. And... and the, all the different sides, the being sad, being angry, uh, feeling betrayed, all the different things. Right. And we went to go see them last year, and I don't remember what song it was that they played. And she, the, the main Kelsey, the singer, said something about like, "I was really angry when I wrote that. I got to get my act together. I'm not that angry." That was a little anymore. dramatic. Yeah, she's like, wow. "That was over dramatic." <laughs> she's like, "That just that would not affect me." And in then the she same goes on and sings today. the song. Right. And a lot of their songs are very like you know. They're very fun, but some when you boil it down, it's it's kind of like you did me wrong and you don't know what you're missing type thing. <clears throat> um, That's how it should be, man. Right, right. That's but I think, music. like you said, yeah, there's there's evolution and there's growth and all that. And so, I mean, have you you've been writing for a while, but you're just now starting to release stuff. So, I yeah. mean, what is that like? Do you go back and listen to a song or, or revisit a song you wrote ten years ago and go, yeah, I still love that. I still want to <laughs> sing that. Wow, bro. Finally bringing it back to you after like <laughs> no, no, no. 30 minutes. This was, y'all, I love this. This is so good to, to think. It's getting me mm-hmm. thinking about different perspectives. But you asked a question. I might get in trouble. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, when I was writing in college, I, and this is uh, BC, mm-hmm. before Christ. <laughs> but even after that, even after that, I was my mindset was still like, I want to go down this path as mm-hmm. an artist and I feel like I can. So yeah. I was writing stuff that wasn't, that my mom and dad wouldn't be proud of. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they might, but um, so the, the, the things I wrote was R&B and I was, just mm-hmm. my experiences, like you all were saying. Sure, like yeah. People, music can express, it's just an expression of, of yeah. what's going on, how I feel about what's going on, mm-hmm. what I think right now. So it was a lot of college partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was writing about that, and I do look back on that and like, uh, you know, distasteful, <laughs> right. but I could see why. I was a, I was trying to find who I was. This right. is what I really like doing, going to the club, right. Uh, right. getting a drink or whatever. But now I'm like, man. I can see a lot of evolution because I'm, right. I'm a husband, I'm a father. I don't want my kids doing. You know, <laughs> at least you know, if they do it. Just don't, you know, we, we talk about it, but don't be like right. reveling in it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like this is the thing to do, and and, yeah. and I think that's what I was doing with with the music I wrote. But even what, what you're saying, live like mm-hmm. I do want to. I want to. I love writing like what I believe. It, it if it ever changes, I look back and like man. I could have said this in a more creative, sure, yeah. inviting. Maybe I will say that. Maybe yeah. I won't. I'm like, I, right. yeah, what I'm saying is good. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. get to know and like, oh, that's great. Right. But it makes me think about Lecrae. Um, he's a rapper I really like a lot. Yeah. When he first came out, he was like slapping hard with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, Jesus, Jesus, if you ain't with it, you can, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. now, he still loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe so. I think, I think he still loves Jesus just like he did before, but it's more... Um, C.S. Lewis kind of sure like yeah. I'm gonna make mm-hmm. it creative. I'm gonna draw sure. people in, yeah. and, and have more nuance, sure. and, and use all the beauty of yeah. of, of God's creation that I can. Mm-hmm. And I want to write <clears throat> things like that too. Yeah. So I want to keep it. I like what I'm doing now, yeah. mm-hmm. but I want to get to the point where I can tell good stories and themes, sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of God's perspective uh, to for for people that are not there yet. Mm-hmm. To be like, man, this is I can, this is yeah. good. Yeah. are real people. Yeah, right. that's cool. And that's something that's definitely that's that's what a lot of my favorite bands do. And that's I think what we're trying to do is is kind oh, of man. bridge a gap of of writing for Christians. I think 
can be great and i think that you know that there's a market for that and i yes. think and that's kind of the dirty part we're getting into is like the market, the market. of it and the business <laughs> of it all and all that right, but yeah. it's something that like that's where we are right um <laughs> but i think we're also trying to go like if you've never heard any of this if you've never had a discussion like this we want to like mm, i don't want to put words in your mouth live but like this is kind of how i think about it okay we write things that we think are true and what we think is true is inspired by our faith is definitely is rooted in our faith mm -hmm. yeah. um, and our faith is rooted in our experiences in our life and so all these things inform each other and all that right. and it might be um, something small like oh we think this friendship is, is cool right. or we want to write right. about like a right we memory are, or right. whatever yes, but it's yes. not necessarily like like we're not singing praise the Bible. Right, to like heaven. Directly like, right. Yeah. Right. It's not like worship, more like our, worship music. Right. It's, it's our last album was a, was primarily about like growing up and moving on and having to like realize maybe yeah. we're not friends anymore. And what does right. that mean? Our paths are going in different directions. And it's kind of the bittersweetness of, of that. Of growing up. And right. it's like, in one way, it's like a little thing. Right. But at the same time, it's something that can be pretty relatable right. to people. Like everyone grows up. Mm -hmm. so. and, and we were Christian while writing that. And right. we wanted to do God's god's will at that point in our life and we have one biblical reference in the entire album and it's barely i mean it's we reference eden even in eden adam prayed for a friend but i mean i think that is kind of the main thesis of the album and i think kind of our writing in general is exactly what we're talking about before is that longing for connection and that is so yeah. important to us mm -hmm. so i mean and, I, and I think that's something that non-christians connect can 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 connect to as well i yes. said can 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 a whole bunch <laughs> just then. i stutter i get excited and i trip <laughs> over too, myself <laughs> um you said something else. Oh, well, you were talking about being creative with, with your storytelling mm. and all that. And again, I th you know, let's just keep harping on Lewis because he's just, uh, he's yeah, got, he's got a, quite the body of work. <laughs> I, have you read The Chronicles of Narnia? I have not. <gasps> I, I saw the movie. My son has read. Like, okay. ain't that crazy? Yeah. Son has read, but I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I think they're, I just reread them recently. Um, very, very good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he says that he didn't set out to write, you know, especially the language in the wardrobe, the very first one, people will be like, oh, that's a definite allegory of the gospel. And yes, you know, he says that he didn't set out and go, how do I write an allegory of the gospel? He thought it'd be so much, I want to write a fairy story. I want to write a, a story about with magic and, you know, a witch running across the snow and a, a lion who's the king and he's returning to, to save the kingdom and all that. And of course, throughout that, he's realizing, yes, that here's this lion who wants to save the kingdom, but it's also here is someone who's redeeming the land, redeeming the people and all yeah, to do that, he has to sacrifice. Right, and through that is wow. sacrifice, through it is resurrection. And yes, it's, and I think the first one especially has very definite, the first one and the very last one have very definite, yes, that's that's very Christian symbolism. <laughs> um, but it's not beating over the head with it. I think right, I think right. you can recognize it as a good story regardless. And I would argue, but I think I and Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and plenty of other great writers and storytellers and creators throughout ever would argue that the gospel is inevitable within all storytelling. I think mm. even of, of stories, mm. do you know the stories of Sweeney Todd? I'm going to keep bringing no, that up until I no, die. No, I don't. Well, it's a music. It's an old, like, um, kind of, I don't know, urban legend. It's, it's like an old, like horror story from, it goes way back like 200 years, <laughs> but it's about uh, this, this barber, Sweeney Todd, who, uh, brings people into his barber shop. He shaves their face. He cuts their throat. And then the, the <laughs> baker downstairs turns them into meat pies. So really? yeah, it's intense. I do not want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a very dark story on one hand, but I think even there, I'm gonna make this argument. I know Liv doesn't agree with me necessarily. I know I'm on the fringe of this, but anyway, um, I think it shows the gospel in a very different light. It shows the corruption of man. It shows that, I mean, to me, I feel not, like it's, there's more than the story. There is more to the story. Like, yes. Yes. Okay, it's not just okay. this, like I'm going to kill people. There's <laughs> the motivation behind it is very tragic is very, Ooh, wow. is very, um, it's a, it's a really powerful play because it makes you sympathize with him so much. It makes you, makes you want for him so badly that's to put things to right. Why you would, be sympathizing right. with him because he's like right and that's yeah, kind of and yeah, that's yeah, i think yeah. the effect the show has and i think that's where the gospel will, will shine through is holding a mirror up to you and going this could be you you know how easy it is wow. for you to build this up and for you to slip into this and for you i mean maybe not to quite to the extent of cutting people's throats and turning them into meat pies <laughs> but you know i think that that's possible yeah. i think that that's that's something that uh, we were talking about this just an episode or two ago about whether or not stories need to be relatable. And I was saying mm. that I think the stories that I relate to the most have been 
the ones that, like Sweeney Todd, the ones that reveal the worst of me, the ones wow. that reveal my sin, that that put it in broad daylight and yeah. go like, this is how messed up we are, and this is how what this is our deepest desire. Sometimes yeah. we just want to kill people, and that's not a good thing. We right. gotta address that. that. You truth. can't just can't just smush it out and paint it up with like <laughs> flannel graph Bible stories, right? right? Flannel graph Bible stories are great to a certain extent, right. but. I think I, this is a long-winded way to say, you know, our original point of Lewis did that creatively and did it in a way where it connected to a broader audience. Yeah. And I think in a way where you can look at it and go, you know, uh, Horse and His Boy is one of the books in the, in the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. It's a great fairy tale. It's a great story. It yeah. is so, it's just fun. It's a great adventure. Great characters. What's it called again? The Horse and His Boy. The Horse and His Boy. Yeah, okay. it's great. <laughs> it's a really great book. It's very well written. It's very just charming. There's a charmingness about it. <laughs> but then you're like, as a Christian, I'm recognized. And I think even if I weren't a Christian, I would recognize these are beautiful characters. There's beautiful relationships mm. being built between them. There's, there's, you know, there's one point in the book where a character feels like he's betrayed the rest of the group and they don't necessarily wow. think that, but he just like, it's just this beautiful, beautiful couple of chapters where he has, he's just filled with regret and shame for being so cowardly. Um, mm. And it's just beautiful. And I think that that, I mean, again, as a Christian, I recognize, and I think Lewis would say like, well, yeah, it's inevitable that it'll be in there because these are, right. he probably, I don't these know if he'd human. say it again. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right? these are human. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's a horse who, who oh, right. experiences <laughs> this. But he's giving but, him like quality. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, you're just like we keep pulling it back to us. <laughs> no, 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 because which is man, I want to. It's funny we're talking about Lewis and his mm-hmm. and just the, the the art of storytelling. Yeah, and the impact of storytelling. Yeah, I, I do want to write a book, but man, I need to stop procrastinating because <laughs> right. I started on it, and it'll be about like when I grew up with my my twin sister and my cousins. Mm-hmm. We were on a street called South Parkway, and so I'm thinking about writing it, and it's gonna be a course of fiction. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be like more maybe mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my last part that I was on is developing the characters. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's about me, so I gotta right. name the person something different. It <laughs> yeah. kind of like put the weaknesses in there, and it's right. hard for me right. to look at. Like this, these are my weaknesses, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but then that guy's gonna be the hero at the end. But it's not like this. I want it to be real. Like how would little ray right. really be a hero <laughs> right in the most un like benounced way like sure, to anybody yeah, yeah, else yeah. in the story and so yeah. what you're saying man, it's, it's just so beautiful man because inevitably even though lewis didn't mean to to make it into like the gospel story really the yeah. gospel story they say the greatest story ever told right yeah there are aspects of of human beings that are going to be in each and every movie and every yeah. story somebody yeah. writes because who made human beings? God. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And who's making these movies? One of God's creations. Yeah. We, we know that everybody intrinsically knows that there's something behind Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, yeah. even atheists, come on, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I think. This is what I think. Yeah. Um, well, at least they want it to be. Right. Maybe they don't know they yes. wish it were. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what story does. Yeah. It yes. puts you in this world where you're like, wish that were true why do we love yeah. him so much because it, it takes us away from mm-hmm. where we are to something else for that moment yeah. yeah and god's story is the most beautiful and the most amazing uh conclusion like, yeah everything can be the tears are wiped away like right. there's no more right. sadness no more crying everything is perfect who wouldn't want that right yeah. if they're being honest with themselves right mm-hmm. that's a good way to draw people that don't yeah. really care about god he's just this tyrant yeah well, how about this yeah. What about yeah. good stories? Yeah, what about these? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. So I love it, Aiden. I love mm-hmm. it, man. This is this is yeah. right up my alley. And that's oh, some. Cool. That's you know, my parents growing up. That was so much of of uh, you know today we use the word content, but you know the the books, movies we we read and watched. You know, were mm. were Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings, Plenty yeah. of Lewis, all and then a bunch of like you know Gene Kelly musicals that were I just. You never heard of Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly, no. Singing in the rain. You don't know that. Oh, movie? oh singing. I know yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing in the rain. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, just, just a genius, just in a fantastic filmmaker, but like you're saying, yeah, it's, 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 he's, he's so in love. He has to dance down the street and splash through puddles. And I'm like, who doesn't want to live like that? Right. Who doesn't want to spend all day splashing through puddles because of how much love you have in your heart? Oh, and that's, yeah, that is exactly. And, and I, uh, again, to bring Sweeney <laughs> Todd back in, part of it is also, part of life is also acknowledging who, who doesn't, 
who doesn't want to live like that? I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live with, with hatred and malice right. and, and fear in my heart. Right. I want to reject that mm-hmm. and, and be like Gene Kelly and dance down the street in the rain. Hmm. Um, that kind of brought the wind out of the sail to bring some Todd <laughs> back in. But, uh, yeah, I think that's something that's so powerful yes. is, is, have you seen the Lego movie? We, yes. Okay. I, I, they have two, right? They, yes. I think yes. we even see, I've seen both because my, okay. my son, older son loves Legos mm-hmm. and then he, so my youngest son just looks up to him so much. So, they, <laughs> <laughs> so now he loves the Lego movie and they, they really love Star Wars. But yeah, sure, Lego movie, sure. I've okay. seen it before. Yeah. Yes. I love the first one. I The second one's pretty good, but it's just not as, I think <laughs> the first one, awesome. yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I love it on so many different levels. I think on one hand, it's like a very, very comical uh, reinterpretation of all like these Orwellian dystopian future novels of like this is what control looks like but it's disguise and happiness and all those things wow that's so um, true I think it's also a great example of a Christ figure of Emmett the main character who wow. who it's it's not a perfect one for one because of all these things right, but um right. You know, through compassion, because of his love for every his friends, he sacrifices himself. I guess quick spoilers. He sacrifices himself. There is a resurrection. Spoiler. He ascends from the sky. <laughs> he he saves the day through wow, redemption yeah. instead of destruction. He redeems the villain. So um, it's just a that beautiful, is, beautiful movie. I know. I love it, yes, yeah, my parents his are English like, majors, uh, so uh, they're uh, like, look for symbolism and everything, and enjoy all on. the beautiful things. And Aiden, that is yes. that's wonderful to find that beauty, like. And we talked about beauty. I think the, the gospel is one of the greatest, mm-hmm. beautiful. I mean, this hero dies for the villains. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and so, Toy Story, I, I oh. one, maybe four or something. It, yeah. it shows a beautiful picture of the gospel, too. I forgot exactly what happens, but I, when it was done, I was telling mm-hmm. the kids that they probably get tired of me. Like, yeah, you're always going to find some kind of. Like, well, you don't, you don't have to try. It's, if you just. Yeah. It's in there. Like the Old Testament. Pointed to Jesus. Yeah. All the stories of Israel, yeah. but nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. Everything can point. Like you said, even even evil. Like we we mm-hmm. we know it's something in us that kind of shirks away from the oh I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that. Yeah. But then we look, well, I'm that was evil. Yeah. I treated yeah. my kids like junk, man. Mm-hmm. I, I said this mean word. Well, why mm-hmm. is that? Better than this person. I mean, you know, I'm sure, not, I'm sure. there yeah, are yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's not levels to sure. yeah. Yeah, evil yeah. In, in a way it impacts people. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that wasn't something that was loving. Sure. Right. And yeah, so, yeah, like yeah. Sweeney Ty, like you said, mm-hmm. even in that, you can see the things that we we don't want, and what we the alternative to that would be somebody that's loving. And sure. So that can even point you to right, a, right. A reality that's beyond what we have now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. So cool. That's something. Oh. We're gonna, we just we just get each other going. So it's like, um, well, I mean, you brought up both Toy Story and Rolling Your Eyes at your dad. That I remember that with my mom watching movies with her when I was like eight years old. And be like, man, what a great movie! And she's like, yeah, and Jesus is so present. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, mom? And I go back and watch it now, and it's like doy. But I think the one I remember we brought up Toy Story, Toy Story three, the moment when they're all. Um, going down towards the fire and they're yeah. all like accepting they're like I guess this is it and then the clock comes down and my mom's like a literal deus ex machina coming down from the sky <laughs> and saving them and she's like that's grace that's where oh. we are all day long and that's where God is is mm. he's pulling us out of that all day long mm. and yes oh, we gotta get amazing I want my parents to come to one of our shows so that they can meet you and I, I just think I just think I, you all would hit it off so well Bro, I, they're super fun yes super fun and, they're like literary, literary like just astute mm-hmm. I, I, yes. man I, like I said I try to be more smart than I am and I'm gonna admit that <laughs> but so I do, do I yeah. so do I. I I mean it's something that we admire about just mm-hmm. people that can use language and that, that love has a love for sure. it yeah. has a love for storytelling has a love for just the mm-hmm. linguistics oh man I would love to meet your parents though yes. bring them <laughs> bring them do down I wanna bring them down for sure <laughs> um we could probably wrap up real quick. Sorry, this has been just very been open-ended. Great. I want, I always want like a guest to like get to know you Y'all or, or our audience get to know our guest. Well, they, I think they did. Look, my <laughs> at the beginning was like 15 minutes. No. But I thank you for opening yeah. me up because like I said, I really, I don't, sometimes I feel like I'm going to come up and say something just really weird. Yeah, it's fun. And I, I feel what do. people's perception of me is going to be. Yeah. Y'all made this so inviting and so well, welcome. Good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. One last question for yeah. you. If you could go back 10 years to 2012 Ray, what would you tell him? Oh my goodness. 
no pressure. You've just lived more life than we have. I don't want to like call you out for your age, but you've experienced no, I, more shades of the world than yeah, we have. Man, that's so good. Just say it, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> I would tell her to just try to enjoy even what you think are failures, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Try to enjoy those things because you never know what God is doing in that moment. And you never know what people are learning from your your failures. And be just be more open about just your your shortcomings. Hmm. You know, hmm. I think if I could go back and tell tell Ray, little Ray, like twenty something year old Ray, that I would I would not be as hard on myself as I have been. Hmm. Um, if I just enjoyed, and when I say failures, just things that happen that I can't control, hmm. and that I, I wish that I, I had. Mm-hmm. more control over but you know what enjoy that part of life man because sometimes that's not gonna happen again i mean right that part of life right. is not gonna happen again and just being so down about how you fail or, or what you perceive as a failure is just taking more energy away from seeing the the other side of that mm-hmm. uh, the beauty that god can create from failure right yeah so that's i don't i don't know that that's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I would like say that. to Ray. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's great. That's good. I mean, I was I asked for for you to think about past Ray, but I think also selfishly to be like, what do I, how do I get out of this? Oh um, yeah, no. I will. But I think that's great. I mean, that's something Liv tells me a lot is is like you need to give yourself grace more often. Yes. And that's you know. Yes. Especially like you said, especially when it's things that are out of your control. It's just yeah. well, it's out of your control. And normally, I'm and really good that, at that. And it doesn't mean sit back and let. It means sure. like kind of what you were saying, like yeah. spending more energy towards things that mm-hmm. it's like, what's the next thing? Yeah, or what's the next mm-hmm. thing I can, what are we going to do now? Yeah, what's God calling me to do now? So. Mm-hmm. People can learn from this, you know, yeah. and, and just think about others more yeah. than what I feel that. Yeah. I was going to help others. <laughs> right. And C.S. Lewis ain't C.S. Lewis if he doesn't go through yeah. a lot of probably failed <laughs> attempts right. at things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Things that he regrets. Mm-hmm. But we got the C.S. Lewis that we know. Right. He inspires right. so many. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, there's he has like a book of poetry from before he was a Christian, and it's it's not very good. It's oh, fine. No, I, I gotta it's get that. Fine. Now. I mean, <laughs> it's worth reading. I think I I think it, you can probably find like PDFs online for free, so maybe don't invest in it. It's fine. It's not like bad. It's just like I maybe I was just reading it in light of like this is C.S. Lewis. He Ex- wrote like some of the C- best things yeah. ever. Yeah. And then I read it, and it's just like I don't. I get it. How'd you go from this to that? But he did. And yeah, I think part of it is, is the part of it is the spiritual awakening that he went through and like connecting yes. with God and being more led and all that. But I think also just the technical craft of writing things. Wow. Um, he just grew better at it. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's great. That's awesome. Man, well, cool. thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks yeah. so much thank for coming on. Thank you so much on. for being on the show. This was a, so an fun. honor. I mean, yeah. I had a good time. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I had a fun time. Oh, awesome. great. Yeah, we had a ton of fun with you guys. Folks, if you're in the Nashville area, come see Ray uh, headline on September 24th. That's right. Uh, go to nationalmusichouse.org to reserve your spot. And we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Between Takes. Between Takes.